888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie. This is Leslie the Freebie Guy from thefreebieguy.net and I'm so excited to be recording this episode today. I know I say that at the beginning of every episode, but today I'm a little more excited because I'm podcasting all the way from the sunshiny state of Florida. I'm on vacation, spring break, having a great time, spent the day at Bush Gardens yesterday with my wife. We went on an African safari. Tomorrow we're heading down to Discovery Cove to swim with some dolphins. I've always wanted to do that. So you know what? I'm excited. I, I think I'll post a picture or a video in the show notes so you can check out some of the things that I'm doing. I'm just having a lot of fun. Now some of you might be wondering why in the world I'm recording an episode while on vacation. Why am I working while on vacation? My answer to that is I'm not working. I'm having fun. <laughs> I love doing this, so uh, when I can take the time to do this and share some of this stuff with you, I'm really excited. Today I'm going to be taking two calls, one from Ryan from ryanstopshelf.com, asking about whether you should pay guest experts when creating a webinar series that you plan to sell, and a question from my good friend Chris Deals asking about podcasting on a budget, on a budget. So. Uh, we're going to get right into the first question from Ryan. So, Ryan, go ahead and take it away. Hey, Leslie, this is Ryan from ryanstopshelf.com. Just wanted to give some feedback on uh, your your new setup. It, it sounds great. I love the new pro your new Procaster microphone. It's a great microphone, same microphone I use in my podcast, by the way, and absolutely top shelf. Uh, as for Ty, I'd like to reinforce to her about working under an assumed name or a uh, assumed identity. Uh, I did it for three and a half years myself. I was blogging and podcasting about independent rock and metal bands, and uh, I was underneath the name Uncle Bonehead. And it, I recently came out and uh, to do this new podcast about podcasting. So it, I'm using my real name and... I want to be a little bit more personal because that's the nature of the podcast. Uh, my my question for you is, hypothetically speaking, so let's say I, I uh, created a digital product, be it like a webinar series or something like that, where I had special guests, uh, like other other people in my niche that are uh, bigger names and already perceived experts and I was to sell this webinar as a digital product is it proper to pay the guest on that show that you know the guest expert a percentage of the sales of that or some kind of a flat fee maybe or something like that I was just kind of wondering because I am thinking of maybe creating some digital products like that and I want to I want to do it right so uh, if you could let me know and play this in the show, uh, yeah, you guys be good, and I hope you enjoy the answer to Leslie, answer from Leslie, and I'm I'm loving the podcast. I just wish you had time to do more of them 
<laughs> like every every week. But thank you, Leslie, and we'll check you guys out later. Hey, Ryan, thank you so much for calling in that question. And first of all, first of all, uh, thanks for your compliments about the podcast. Um, I am really enjoying doing this. And just to kind of give you an idea of what I plan on doing. Now, I hesitate to say this because I know how crazy things can get. But my plan is to record two episodes on a weekly basis, one on Tuesday and one on Thursday. And on Tuesday is where I'm going to be answering questions that are left on the hotline. And I'm also going to be teaching something that's related to Internet marketing. So what I have been doing in the past. So that's what I'm going to be doing on Tuesday. So if you have a question, anyone, and this is kind of going a little off topic, but if you have a question, you can always call the hotline. And the hotline's number is... 888-835-2414. And I try to answer those questions on Tuesday in addition to teaching one specific concept. On Thursday, I plan on interviewing an expert, as you've seen I've done in the past. And I plan on continuing that, someone that's doing something in internet marketing, someone that can provide uh, actionable content so that you can listen to that interview and walk away, take something from it, implement it in your online business, and grow your online business. Now, the reason I said that I'm hesitating to say that is because uh, this is kind of subject to change. Uh, I'm, I'm constantly evolving And not only that, there's always different things that come up. So some weeks I might not be able to do two episodes, but that is my ultimate goal, to be able to do two episodes. Uh, He also reinforced uh, my answer to a question that Ty asked in last week's episode. And she was asking about creating an online identity and using a, a, a different name. And Ryan is just talking about the fact that he's done that successfully in the past. So he's kind of encouraging along those lines. Now, to answer your specific question, it's a great question. And to me, it shows that uh, in creating this product, you are trying to do it the right way. You want to help them out as much as possible uh, in return for them helping you out. And that's, that's a great thing. Now, the great thing about internet marketing is the people that are involved, in my opinion. I've come across so many great individuals that are into internet marketing. And the thing that you'll notice is those that are successful, they're, they're successful because of their willingness to share. They want to share information. And like I've mentioned in a previous episode, I've never contacted anyone to do an interview that has said no. Because people in internet marketing want to share that information. Now, the, one of the benefits for you doing a webinar with someone, the one of the benefits for them is that they get exposure to your audience. And that benefits them regardless of how large or small your audience is. If you have an audience of five, they're getting exposure to five people that they would not have had exposure to if they had not come on your show. So there is a benefit for them in being on that webinar or being featured in that product. So Now, if you are doing a webinar uh, that's featuring someone else, what I would recommend is that you should try to find someone that has a product out there, someone that has something that they can sell. And in your webinar, you can mention some of the stuff that they have, and that will give exposure to the product that they have. 
and they can make money from that. And you can do that either as an affiliate or just out of goodwill, just giving them that exposure and saying, hey, if you want to learn more about XYZ, this person has a great product that explains how to do X, Y, and Z. And you can check that product at whatever their URL is. So that's, that's one way you can deal with it. Yes, you can pay someone to get on a webinar with you, but in most cases, I find that that's not necessary um, because the person is willing to do it. And if you're someone that's just starting out, in all actuality, you might not have enough to pay them what they would ask for uh, a consultation or something of that sort. So I've I've um, I've done interviews with others. I've done. Uh, I'm going to be doing some products with um, some people in the future, and I'm not necessarily going to pay them a certain fee, but we're going to have certain arrangements, whether it's an affiliate promotion or uh, just promoting one of their products or something of the sort. So th those are some ways that you can do that. Now, if you're going to be working with someone on a joint venture product um, project, a webinar series or uh, some product that you're working with them on and you're both going to be promoting that product, that's a little different. And this is actually a way that many internet marketers use because uh, you can get multiple uh, people working on a product, you can get multiple people um, marketing the product, and you get exposure to their crowd, they get exposure to your crowd, and so on. And if you do that as a joint venture product, you can do something where uh, you have like a 50-50 split, depending on whether you guys are both doing the same amount of work, or some kind of a split that makes it fair for all parties involved. You, the, the basic premise here is you want to make sure that you're getting value and that they are getting value. You don't want to be the one that's taking all the value. So whether that has to do with promoting one of their products or doing it as a joint venture where you're both promoting the product and you're both um, making the product, uh, however it can work out in a mutual way so that both of you guys get benefit. Uh, that That's how I would go about doing that. So it all depends on the situation. I hope I didn't um, just kind of go around in circles. I hope that all makes sense. Make sure they're getting value. And there are many different ways that you can provide value to them. Uh, another way that I just thought about is it, it doesn't have to be a financial um, benefit to them directly. But you can say in exchange for you coming on this webinar, I can provide you with uh, free content. So you can write some articles for their blog or you can make a video for their blog or something that can help their subscribers. The main thing is you want to make sure that it's benefiting them and it's benefiting you. So Ryan, I hope that answers your question. Um, we're going to move on to the next question and that question is from Chris, my good buddy Chris. Let's hear what he has to ask. Hey, Leslie, how are you doing, man? Uh, Chris Deals here. Listen to the podcast uh, about uh, podcasting and love it. Like your studio, very uh, high-techy, but I wouldn't expect anything less from you. Um, but what would you recommend for um, podcasters, beginning podcasters, that don't want to go that uh, high-tech route that you've, you've gone? Not everyone is as um, techy and uh, good with electronics as you are. So maybe you can discuss um, podcasting on a budget on another podcast. Well, this is an exciting way for me to try to get onto your uh, Learning with Leslie podcast. 
hopefully um, you answer my question on the next one. Talk to you soon, bro. Chris, thank you so much for calling in that question. Chris is a good friend of mine. Um, for those of you that don't know, we've worked on a few projects in the past, uh, including running an online forum, which has been an interesting experience, a fun experience, a rewarding experience. And we, we kind of learn a lot e- from each other. Uh, we call each other to bounce ideas off of each other on a regular basis. And it's good to have somebody that you can do that with. So he's asking the question about podcasting. And this is exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm podcasting. And in the last episode, I spoke about the new setup that I have. I showed you my podcasting studio, and it's very elaborate. And there's a lot of things involved in what I am doing. Now, uh, there are a few reasons why I love podcasting, and I'm going to talk about those first before I get into answering his question specifically. Number one, it allows you to strengthen your relationship with your subscribers. Uh, People can listen to the stuff that you have to say. Um, They can give you feedback. They can leave comments. The way I have it set up, they can call into the hotline and so on. And that does a lot to strengthen our relationship. As you're listening to this right now, you're learning a little more about who I am just by the way I'm talking and by the information that I'm sharing. You're getting to know me as an individual. Another reason I like it so much is people can take it with them wherever they're going. Um, People are busy. They live busy lives, and I know that because I am a busy person and I live a busy life. And having something that they can access on their phones, MP3 players, and so on, that really does add value because if I'm driving to work, I can listen to a podcast. If I am doing something at home, I can be listening to a podcast. And I know this because this is something that I do on a regular basis. So you can also listen to it while you're doing something else. When I'm cleaning up, washing the dishes or anything of that sort, I can listen to a podcast. And the same goes for my audience. They can listen to this almost regardless of what they're doing. Now, when I purchase the equipment that I purchase. As you can see, I kind of went all out, and there are a number of reasons why I I did that. Of course, there's quality. I want it to be uh, as high a quality as possible just because that's what I like to do. I like when I put stuff out there. It has value. It sounds good. It looks good. It's well-packaged, and that really does a lot for me personally. So that's one of the reasons. But the most important reason why I went all out is because I wanted to make it easier on myself. Uh, I live a really busy life. I have a full-time job and, you know, I'm running my online business, talking about internet marketing. I'm running my biology website and that just takes a lot of time. So I wanted to make this as efficient as possible with the stuff that I have with the mixer and the microphone and the multiple computers and all that stuff. If I'm recording a 30-minute episode, to record, mix, edit the video, and all that stuff that's involved, it takes me about 30 minutes. Uh, I play the stuff uh, live, I answer the questions, and I just talk. Sometimes I talk a little too much, um, but I just go on. And when I am done recording, all of the work or most of the work is pretty much done. Now, if I made a tremendous mistake or there's something I wanted to add in that I forgot about doing in the episode, I can add that in afterwards and it'll take a little more time 
But really, I've recorded 30-minute episodes and then just uploaded the file, well, converted it into an MP3, which takes a few seconds, uh, less than a minute, and then uploaded the file, and I am 100% done. Before I had a, a more simple setup, but how that would work is when I'm finished, I'd put in the music, I'd put in the calls, and I'd put in this and that, and edit it here and edit it there, and a 30-minute episode would end up taking an hour or two or even more. So that's the reason why I did what I did in terms of going all out, buying all that equipment. That's the main reason why. Now, if you want to start a podcast, which is something I recommend for growing your online business for the reasons that I mentioned before, you can do it on a budget. Now, how would I recommend going about doing this? The first thing I would recommend if you're really on a tight budget and you want to spend uh, less than $100 or even less than $50, you can buy a USB headset. Okay, And, and the reason I say USB, uh, yes, you can buy a microphone that you just plug into the mic in on your laptop or your computer, but in general, the sound cards and computers, they just suck. And uh, you're not going to get a real good quality sound using just a microphone plugged into the mic in port on your computer. So I would recommend using a USB headset. And there are two that I would recommend, depending on what you're trying to do. There's the Plantronics Audio 655. I'll include a link in the show notes to that microphone. But that's a very good USB microphone uh, that you can get on Amazon. It costs about $30. And, you know, it's a good quality headset. You have the mic that's uh, positioned in front of your mouth and you have the headset that goes, the earphones that go around your ears, um, go around your head and sit, rest on your ears, I guess you should, I should say. Um, and that's a really good quality setup that someone can use to start a podcast. You have the microphone, you have the headset, and that's good quality. Um, another one that I could recommend is also from Plantronics, but it's, it's the DSP... 400 the DSP 400 it's a foldable media headset so if you're needing something that's going to be portable you can put it in a bag and go somewhere with uh, with it if you're traveling and so on that's an easy setup that you can put on that one is a little more expensive i think it's about 40 or 45 dollars on amazon but that's another thing that you can use the program that I would, would recommend, and this is the one that I used to use when I was not using the setup that I'm doing now, uh, is called Audacity. And that's a free program. It's a very powerful program uh, that you can record, you can edit, you can mix, you can do all of that on that program, Audacity. Uh, and, and that's available for the PC, and it's also available on the Mac. Now, if you're using a Mac, there's also GarageBand that comes with the Mac, and you can use that as well. So that's the, the route that I would recommend if you're really on a budget. Now, if you want to spend a little more, not if you want to spend a little more, if you want a, a little better quality, I would, go, I would try to get a USB microphone, and there are a number of USB microphones out there. The one that I used to use uh, was called the Rode Podcaster. And that was a very good quality microphone. I still have it, and I'll probably still use it for a number of projects in the future. Um, 
that one runs about $229, so it's more on the expensive end, but you get a really good quality recording. So that th those are some ways that you can start very inexpensively for less than $50. You want to start a podcast, you can get a headset. If you want to spend a little more, you can get a USB mic. And what I'll do is I'll uh, put some links and pictures and so on in the show notes so that you can check them out. You can always check them out at thefreebieguy.net, and this is going to be Episode 7. So I hope that answers your question. Um, I hope that gives value for anyone that might be thinking about starting a podcast. Now, for the content that I want to get into for today, I'm actually going to give you an update on what's going on with my biology website and how I'm using YouTube to drive a significant amount of traffic to the site and how you can do the same. I want you to be able to not just see where I'm going and what I'm doing, but have some actionable content that you can take away and implement in your business to grow your business. Now, I've been speaking a lot about content, and the conclusion is that content is king. Uh, you listen to the, well, if you did not listen to the interview, last uh, episode, I spoke with Mitch from Sports Chat Place, and he spoke about how he built his business and the stuff that he did and how now his site is getting tens of thousands of people checking it out on a daily basis um, because of the quality of content that he has on his site. Now, there are three main types of content that you're going to find online. You can have text content, you can have audio content like the podcast that I'm doing, and you can have video content using sites like YouTube and, and um, Vimeo and Viddler and even just recording a video and posting it to your blog without using those services. Now, for my biology website, I chose to use video to drive traffic to my biology website. I, I chose to use YouTube specifically, and I wanted to... Uh, use YouTube as effectively as possible, and I've learned a lot. Now, in the beginning of this year, I posted some of my goals on my blog, and one of my goals was to grow that biology site to where I'm getting a thousand unique visitors on a daily basis. Now, based on what I've been doing with YouTube, uh, let me give you an idea of what has happened. In December, I had uh, 2,672 unique visitors for the entire month, with anywhere between 23 and 160, 60, I'm sorry, 178 unique visitors on a daily basis. So it was, I was getting some traffic, but not a, a ton of traffic. And remember, my goal for the year is to get as many as a thousand, at least a thousand unique visitors on a daily basis. In January, I started making the videos regularly on YouTube. And in January, it went from that 2,672 in December to 4,167 uniques in January with anywhere between 43 and 289 unique visitors on a daily basis. I continued doing that. I continued using YouTube. And in February, I saw, and February is a shorter month only 28 days, I saw 6,238 unique visitors with anywhere between 142 and 346 unique visitors on a daily basis. So it's going in the right direction. It's heading up steadily uh, because of what I'm doing at YouTube directly. Now, in the last 30 days, today is 
March 15th. In the last 30 days, I've had 7,507 unique visitors to the site with anywhere between 154 and 432 unique visitors per day. So it's doing exactly what I wanted to do. It's moving a little faster than I would have expected it, um, but it's obviously working. The strategy that I'm using is working, and I want to share that strategy with you, and I want to give you as many details as I can in a short period of time so that you can do the same thing. If you do choose to, if you're choosing to use a video and you're choosing to use specifically YouTube to drive traffic to your website. So what do I do? Number one, I try to post videos regularly. And by regularly, I, I'm, I'm talking about three to five times per week. I try to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every weekday. And I try my best to make it high quality content. Now, the videos aren't super long. Uh, they're about five minutes. On the long end, they might be around 10, 11 minutes. I think my longest video is 11 minutes and a few seconds. Um, but I try to do that on a regular basis, and that has made a tremendous difference. And I, like I said, high-quality content. I, I put my all into those videos. It takes a lot of work, but it is paying off. That's number one. Number two, what I do is when I post a video, I link back to my website on every video. So I put the title of the video, and in the description, the first thing you'd have is the link to the website. So it'll say HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.interactive-biology.com. And then I'd go ahead and give the description of the video. And what that does when someone watches the video and they see that link there, uh, they might click on that link and visit my website. The next thing I try to do, uh, no, not I try to do, the next thing I do is I respond to every comment or question that's left about my video. And I've been getting a lot of comments, a lot of feedback from people all over the world that check out my website and they find value in the content. They might have a specific question. I've even responded to the questions, some of the questions, by making a video specifically answering that question. And that has helped significantly uh, because it shows people that this is not just a website that has content, but the creator of the website also wants to interact with them. And that has helped a lot. Another thing that I do is whenever someone subscribes to my uh, YouTube channel, I send them a message thanking them for subscribing and then telling them about my website. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read that message that I send. And this is just a template that I came up with. And depending on the individual, if I see they have an interesting video, I might add something about that um, in my message. But this is the message that I send them. Hi there. Thank you for subscribing to my channel. I appreciate all of my subscribers. My goal is to try to upload new biology videos regularly. So you should definitely stay tuned because there will be lots to learn. And then I have a little smiley face. Also, you can keep up with my biology-related stuff with all my biology-related stuff on my website at www.interactive-biology.com. It's growing daily, and I'm glad to be able to provide content to help others succeed with biology. Once again, thank you for connecting with me. Enjoy.
Leslie. And then I have the URL, and then I say making biology fun. So you see there, there are a number of things I'm doing. I'm thanking them for subscribing. I'm letting them know what my goals are. I want to upload new videos regularly and that they can come back to my website and find more content and um, have fun learning biology. And that has been a, a really rewarding experience because I get responses from people saying things like, no, no, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, I have learned so much from it. I was struggling in my biology class and I watched your videos for 10, 15 minutes and it made so much sense to me. Um, so I'm getting good feedback from people and I'm interacting with them on YouTube and via my website and that's helping a lot. The next thing uh, is something that I've emphasized in my seven-day boot camp training and actually all of these things have been emphasized in the boot camp training, not specifically to YouTube, just in general. Um, what I do is when they come to my website, I make sure to have a way for them to get on my list. Why? So that I can contact them in the future and tell them about things that I'm doing. I can bring them back to my site and that brings more traffic. Um, I can give them free resources that helps to strengthen the relationship even more. And there's just so much you can do if you have someone on your list. So I have my free PowerPoints that I give away for some in exchange for someone to sign up to that list, give their name and their email address, and that has helped significantly. So those are what that those are the things that I am doing right now. They're working, as you can see, it went from two thousand six hundred and seventy two unique visitors to seven thousand five hundred and seven. Um, that's not a tremendous amount but it's growing at a rate that makes me smile. And I'm sure that anyone else that um, is trying to grow an online business would like to see that type of growth. And YouTube is definitely a good way of doing that. YouTube is powerful. Content is powerful. So my recommendation would be to get out there as much as possible and try to give value. Whether you're using YouTube or you're using something else. That's really all the content for today. I've answered the questions from Ryan from ryanstopshelf.com and Chris Deals. I hope you got some value from that. I also hope you got some value from my little YouTube lesson. There are a number of other things that I'm going to be trying, and I'm going to be trying to expand what I'm doing at YouTube, make it even better learn some more, and then share more of what I'm learning with you. As usual, I want to encourage you, if you have any questions, you can call the hotline. I will play the hotline again at the end of the music. But for now, that's it for this episode. I'll see you on the next one. Take care and God bless.